we need to examine our relationship with joy and see about the ways that we can start expanding joy and also see what are the fears underlying us allowing joy into our lives. Welcome to the Unconditionally Worthy Podcast. In this podcast, I will guide you on your journey to connect with the true source of your self-worth. Each week, we'll discuss barriers to unconditional self-worth, the connection between self-worth and relationships, self-worth practices you can apply to your life, and how to use self-worth as a foundation for living courageously. I'm your host, Dr. Adia Gooden, a licensed clinical psychologist, dance enthusiast, and a dark chocolate lover who believes deeply that you are worthy unconditionally. Hello and welcome to episode 14 of the Unconditionally Worthy podcast. As always, I am grateful that you are here, that you are listening, and I'm hoping that this episode, which is all about expanding your capacity for joy, will bring more joy to your life. So I was thinking back about an experience that I had when I was preparing for this episode. I want to tell you about it. So it was October 2019, back when things felt normal and we could go out and we could go to weddings. And I was with a lot of my college friends for a wedding in New Orleans because one of us was getting married. One of my friends was getting married. And this was right after the like welcome reception. And we decided to go to another bar. So we were at an outdoor rooftop bar, you know, of a swanky hotel. Yeah. We're fancy like that. (laughs) Um, And we were having fun and we were reminiscing and catching up. And someone started up a game of, who is most likely to whatever, fill in the blank. And then eventually someone asked the question, who is most likely to complain? And without taking a beat, everyone said, Adia. And you want to know how I responded? I responded by saying, but I don't complain that much anymore, which of course everyone read as a complaint, which made their point. And one of my good friends said, why do you always do this to yourself? It was pretty funny. And looking back on it, I laugh. It's ironic. There's really nothing like being with old friends who have known you for over a decade. Um, the friends who are willing to call you on your stuff and because they know that you know they still love you, you still love them, you can call each other out in a loving, funny way. And that's really what they were doing. And it was a funny situation, but it also made me think because despite my ironic response to being named as the most likely to complain, I actually had and have come a long way from being the frequent complainer that I was when I was younger. And, you know, when I look back on it now, I see that my complaining, all of the complaining I did was a sign that I had a limited capacity for joy. I felt more comfortable having something to complain about, having a problem, having an issue, than I did when I had something that I was just happy about. 
right? I didn't feel comfortable just expressing my joy, expressing that everything was going well. Things were awesome. Life was great. I felt so much more comfortable complaining. And I really felt like complaining helped me to connect to people. You know, the saying, misery loves company. And when I was complaining about boys or school or whatever made me feel like there was something wrong, I felt like that allowed me to connect to people. And so I I look back on my younger self and think, oh man, like you were really limiting your capacity for joy. And I, and I had no idea, right? I, I had no idea that that's what I was doing, that I felt more comfortable with problems than with joys and successes. But looking back, I can see that that's what's going on. So I encourage you to just take a moment and check in with this for yourself. Do you have a tendency to complain about things like I did? Is your default to find something wrong? to find something to complain about? Do you have trouble leaning into the joyful things that happen in your life and sort of always look for some reason it's not that good or it's going to go away? Just take a moment to check in with that for yourself. And and if you're answering yes, there's absolutely no judgment, right? I'm obviously starting from a place of saying that I used to complain a lot and I think the first step, as with almost anything, is recognizing it, right? Recognizing, oh, man, I do complain. Oh, man, I do tend to always find what's wrong. And the interesting thing for me is that even though I complained a lot, I'm a generally happy person. And I've always been a pretty happy person. But my capacity for true joy and letting that in was limited. And it wasn't until I deeply connected with the fact that I'm unconditionally worthy, that I truly expanded my capacity for joy. When I was in the place of low self-worth or conditional self-worth, where I felt like I had to prove that I was worthy, I didn't truly feel worthy of love, joy, and success. And I felt like I had to make those good things smaller by complaining about them. Once I connected deeply to my unconditional self-worth, then I was able to expand my capacity for joy and let go of most of my complaining in the process. Knowing I was unconditionally worthy opened me up to receiving more joy because I felt worthy of it. Before, when I didn't feel worthy, when I was stuck in a place of low self-worth or feeling like I had to prove my worth, I didn't allow myself to have the unbridled joy that I think we're all worthy of. And I felt like, you know, I had to tamp it down or push it away because I wasn't worthy of it. And so, In order to expand our capacity for joy, we must first start by feeling worthy of joy. And we also have to understand what our relationship is to joy. And this really clarified for me when I read the book, The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. And he talks about a lot of things in the book, The Big Leap. A lot of great things. So I'd highly recommend the book in general, but specifically related to joy. He talks about the fact that we all have a certain capacity for joy in our lives. And we have basically like internal thermostats for how much joy we are able to tolerate in our lives. And just like a thermostat might work in your house, right? If you set the thermostat for 
75 degrees. Once the temperature gets to 75 degrees in your house, the thermostat is going to shift something and it's going to either, you know, start blowing cold air to keep the temperature down. Or if it's too cold, it will start blowing warm air, right? To get the temperature up to 75, but it's always going to keep your house at 75 degrees. So similarly, right? Like let's say you can tolerate 75% joy. When you hit 76%, something's going to shift in your thermostat. The cold air is going to start blowing on your joy and bring that temperature back down, back down to an amount of joy that you are comfortable with and that you can tolerate. So this could look like um, you're having an amazing evening with your partner. Things are going so well. You feel good. You all are connected. You're vibing. The dinner is amazing. Like you're just having an amazing evening, but your joy threshold starts to go beyond what you're comfortable with. And so you start picking a fight. You start, oh, why did you wear? I don't know. Why do you always say that? I don't really like how you treat the waiter. Uh, I don't know. I mean, this restaurant was okay, but there are better, right? You just start picking at things and shifting the mood to bring down the joy right? That's one way that we can limit our capacity for joy. This this could also look like, you know, really having something amazing happen to you, right? And experiencing some great success or something really exciting. And without letting yourself fully soak that moment in, you immediately start thinking about, oh my gosh, what if this goes away? What, what if I fail? What if I don't, you know, do this right? What if this leaves? Whatever, right? You start thinking about the worst possible outcome because you can't tolerate being with the joy. So I want you to check in with yourself again. Ask yourself, how do you respond to joy in your life? How do you relate to joy when it shows up? Do you let yourself soak it in? Do you relax into it? Do you embrace it? Or do you start worrying? Do you mess things up? Do you start picking at things? Do you start sort of bringing the joy down because it's too much to tolerate, right? So many of us long for more joy in our lives. That is what we want. We want to be happy, right? That's This is sort of the common refrain. I just want to be happy. I just want to experience joy. This is what we say we want. But when it comes to us, we block it at the door. We say, oh, no, 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 that's too much. That's out of my comfort zone. That makes me uncomfortable. That makes me feel vulnerable. And so what we need to do if we really want to let more joy in our lives is we need to examine our relationship with joy and see about the ways that we can start expanding joy and also see what are the fears underlying us allowing joy into our lives. So one of the things I noticed for myself was that as I expanded my capacity for joy, as I let more joy in and as I let go of the complaining, I started to worry that I wouldn't be able to connect with my friends. I started to fear that since the way I had been connecting primarily up until that point was through complaints, through this problem, that issue in dating, this problem, blah, 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 that 
when things were just going well and I was just letting myself rest in a space of joy that I would not have anything to say. And so I started worrying, will I still be able to connect to my friends? Will I still be able to have something to say and have deep conversations with people if I'm not complaining? That was a fear that kept my capacity for joy limited. So I needed to release that fear. I needed to learn to connect to my friends around joyful experiences, learn that I still had things to say if I wasn't complaining in order to truly expand my capacity for joy and allow myself to soak in. I had to release the fear that experiencing more joy and embracing more joy would limit my relationships in order to fully allow joy into my life. And, you know, thankfully, most of my relationships still are great, right? Even as I embrace joy and I, and I've let go of most of my complaining, I'm not perfect, but I've let go of a lot of it. But you might find that you do have relationships that are built on complaining. And you might find that as you expand your capacity for joy, that those relationships are no longer working for you because there isn't space in that relationship for your joy. And so there may be a loss. There may be relationships that you have to let go of in the process. You know, this is just something to sort of explore for yourself. Are there fears that you have that keep you from fully experiencing joy? You know, what I want to share as we wrap up today are a couple of strategies that will help you expand your capacity for joy. So the first thing is to affirm that you are worthy of joy. Joy is not something that you should have to earn or fight for or prove that you're worthy of. I want you to affirm for yourself that you are worthy of joy in the simplest moments. This might be a moment of love or care or affection, a moment of success, a moment of celebration, a moment of peace and presence. I want you to begin to affirm for yourself and allow yourself to experience joy in large and small moments and to know that this is not something that you have to work for or earn, or prove that you're good enough for. The second thing I want you to encourage, I want to encourage you to try out as you're expanding your capacity for joy is to intentionally lean into the moments of your life that are joyful. So whether that's taking the first bite of your favorite dessert, uh, for me, that would be a rich, flourless, dark chocolate cake, and letting yourself enjoy the taste the smell, the the hit of dopamine that comes when, when our brain knows that we've eaten sugar, right? Whatever it is, allowing yourself to soak in that first sip of your favorite beverage, that first bite of your favorite food, and just relaxing into it and enjoying it without guilt, without judgment, without fear of, oh my gosh, there's not enough, whatever it is, just let yourself be in that moment of joy. It might look like being with your friends and laughing and being present and having a good time, not needing to capture the moment for the gram or getting distracted by your phone or thinking, oh my gosh, the night's almost over and I have to go back to do work or whatever it is, but just letting yourself be present in that moment, allowing yourself to breathe deeply and soak 
in the good, the positive feelings of that moment, noticing the physical sensations that are associated with joy for you. So I encourage you to look for small and large moments of joy and to give yourself the space to pause, to breathe, and really take in and express gratitude for these moments. The more you allow yourself to be present in joyful moments, the larger your capacity for joy will become. And the more joy you will experience in your life. So I encourage you to try this out for yourself, right? Take a take time to think about your own relationship with joy, what might have been keeping you from allowing joy in your life, and then actively look for moments of joy. Make note of them and allow yourself to soak them in so that you can expand your capacity for joy, so that you can let more and more joy in your life because you're worthy of it. And because life is so much better when we allow ourselves to enjoy it. Okay, that's it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening and stay tuned. Next week, we're going to be talking about how low self-worth keeps us holding ourselves back and sometimes even engaging in self-sabotage. And we're going to talk about how unconditional self-worth helps you overcome that. It's going to be a good one. So make sure to tune in. Thanks for joining me this week on the Unconditionally Worthy podcast. Make sure to visit my website, dradiagoodin.com and subscribe to the show on iTunes so you'll never miss an episode. You can also follow me on social media at Dr. Adia Gooden. If you love the show, please leave a review on iTunes so we can continue to bring you amazing episodes. Lastly, if you found this episode helpful and know someone who might benefit from hearing it, please share it. Thanks for listening and see you next episode. This episode was produced by Chris and Tiana and the music is by Waterboy.